Hey guys, once again you're back with Pod Scott, and again I've got I've got Gary with me again tonight. Hi guys. So I'm having a conversation with Gary, and kind of conversation that we were having. It was like, you know, you believe in the whole conspiracy thing, mm-hmm. and he's like, I I, I want to know, you know how. You know how how this came about that you you know you got into this type of thing. So. Gary's got a couple of topics that he wants to talk to me about, and um. Uh huh. And you want me to tell you my first one? What's the first one? Come on, right off the bat. Come on, this is off the cuff, people. All right, come on. Right off the cuff, right? Okay, I'd like to start with nine eleven. Two thousand one. Okay, so it's in two thousand one. Right. Okay. First thing. Was it a seven forty seven or a seven five seven flies into the Pentagon? Mm-hmm. Where's the wreckage? There's your first smoking gun. Good question. There's your first smoking gun. Okay. That's and that's that's not like in fact that's not a smoking gun, that's a smoking cannon, by the way. That's yeah. you know, the fumes coming off that everybody can see. That that that's so that kinda of opens it up. Then you've you've got obviously there's there's two 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 aeroplanes that hit the twin towers. Mm-hmm. Now a buddy of mine was a pilot in the RAF. Okay? Right, okay. And we were sitting, we were this months later, and I said to him, I said, yeah, you, you fly stuff like that, don't you? He says, oh, yeah. He says, I'm fly this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I says, well, what do you think of that? He says, he says, well, me and some of the guys think it's a thing called fly-by-wire. Right. No, he says, what's me? He says, no, but, you know, me and some of the guys, we, we think it's fly-by-wire. And at this point, I had never, ever heard a fly-by-wire. Okay. So I said to him, I said, what's, what's fly-by-wire? He says, well, basically, he says, he says, you know what a drone is? I was like, yeah. And this is before, obviously, you've got your octocopters as drones and all that kind of thing, you know, the, mm-hmm. what you got now. He says, basically, what, what we think it is, is we think, he says, there was somebody from the ground flying that. And this, this is how... This is how he went in, he was like, he says, you know, he says, you know, I've not been in the RAF that long, he says, but you know, when I became a qualified pilot, you know, they started giving us these uh, briefings on fly-by-wire and, you know, you can make turns that are impossible because it takes a lot, of, although you've got a hy- hydraulics in there that turn the aeroplane for you, mm-hmm. it can be quite physically demanding pulling a sharp turn. Yeah. So he was like, he says, that's fly-by-wire, he says, I mean, looking at the way that plane manoeuvred, he says, that's not a that's not a pilot in the cockpit that's pulling that off. Mm-hmm. He went, that's precision, he says, that's that's coming from the ground. And he says, and the more the more we watch it watch it, the more we get convinced that it's it's fly by wire. So I was like, well, wow, that's really interested in some of the his take on the whole fly by wire thing. Because at that point, I mean this is this is two thousand and one. We're almost in two thousand and two. When I have the conversation with him, in fact, we might have been in 2002 when we, when we had it. Okay. We had that conversation. And it wasn't that. There were just things that didn't sort of add up to me. You know, and the, the, like I said, the, the big smoking cannon is a plane's went into the Pentagon, but there's, there's no fuselage. You know, there, there's no wings, there's no engines kicking about. 
these things all need to go somewhere. I'm convinced it was something else. Mm. I personally, personally, my personal thought on it is that what went into the Pentagon was some kind of missile. Mm. Something launched from whatever. You know, it could have been launched from a sub, uh, a battleship, mm. uh, a ground base. Could have been, could have been let go for an aeroplane. Because that's that's the thing that I always remember watching that and looking at the whole clear up thing. You mm. know, when they were getting in, I'm like, this. I was, because I, 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 I was in college at the time, and I, I said to a couple of the guys, I was like, does anybody not find it really strange that they're not picking up bits of aeroplanes or, you know. I'm not taking, you know, the bodies of the passengers out. There's, yeah. there's nobody. And people just totally rubber-eared it at the time. Yeah. So that was, I mean, in terms of getting into conspiracies, that, that wasn't, like, the big thing that got me in. Mm-hmm. But I'll go into that later on. I mean, okay. you know, you're looking at nearly 3,000 people. Right. Dead. In the space of a few hours. Yeah. And I, I'm wholeheartedly, I, I do wholeheartedly believe... That that was not a terror attack. Okay. I'm going to use the term you've. I don't know if you've heard it, but I'm using the term false flag. Mm, I think I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar with it. False flag. Governments have done this in the past. See when a government wants to go to war. Say for instance, your prime minister, president of whatever nation, mm-hmm. and it's going to be in your best interest to go and overthrow a nation. Mm-hmm. You raise a false flag. Right, okay. So, you, you've heard the term, the, the, the flag of war. Yeah. Right, so the flag of war is a, a genuine disagreement between nations. They raise a flag of war. They mm-hmm. go to war with each other. A false flag is when a country orchestrates the, uh, like this, a terror attack. Right. And go to war off the back of it. Okay. And it kind of makes sense because... There's a lot of stuff about George Bush. And I remember watching him. And he's in the school with the you know with the kids and he's got a, a kid's book and they're reading it. The first thing that got me, and I, I remember pointing this out to the guys at college, because we were sitting, our lecturer at the time brought in television, so we were pretty much watching the, the news all round. Mm-hmm. There's a the guy's not much point in doing anything, you know, just we're watching news a day and all that stuff. We're watching the news and there's George Bush with a kid's book and it's upside down. Hmm. He's reading an upside down book. Strange. And I'm like, what? It doesn't make sense. And the other thing is his reaction. See when the Secret Service agent comes over to him? Mm-hmm. His reaction is far too calm. Mm. Far, that's, so there's... Mass smoking guns. Right. No wreckage at the Pentagon. You've had an aeroplane shot down somewhere, allegedly. Right. You've had two... Two very large aeroplanes go into the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. The Twin Towers have collapsed. Here's the other thing. See the sea steel? Steel's got a melting temperature. Yeah. Jet fuel alone cannot reach the temperature to melt steel. No, no. Cannot reach the temperature to melt steel. No, definitely not. Because it's a much watered-down version of what gasoline or petroleum is. And even at that, gasoline and petroleum is never going to physically 
melt steel like that because it's its burning point isn't high enough. So to melt those girders, to bring those towers down, there's foul play coming somewhere for me. Mm -hmm. So that's... And again, you know, that's I'm not saying that everything that we've seen... I'm not saying there's a conspiracy behind everything. Right. But there comes to a point where there's... There's too many coincidences to say, hold on, this should be questioned. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's my take on the nine eleven thing. Yeah, it's just when you're talking about the steel there, uh, what you're talking about, I happen to look it up there. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Basically it says that structural steel, as in the World Trade Center, mm -hmm. begins to soften at around 425 degrees Celsius. And mm -hmm. loses about half of its strength at six hundred and fifty degrees Celsius. Yeah. But what they're saying is that, but even a fifty percent loss of strength is still in, un, insufficient mm -hmm. by itself to explain the WTC collapse, the World Trade Center collapse. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah that, that proves a point. But you're basically what you're saying it just confirms it. Yeah. Um. See, this this is the thing, this is the thing when I when I you're probably going to, anybody that's listened in, you probably hear me talking about people that are sleeping and people that haven't yet been woken. There's a term that we use and it's that person isn't woken, meaning that person's asleep. Yeah. To, you know, not everything, but, you know, some of the things. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot out there that, you know, you could really, potentially, you could poke holes in a lot. Doesn't mean to say mm. there's a conspiracy there, but True. when it becomes, when it goes past coincidence yeah you start to say yeah, yes exactly yeah that, but that's that's pretty much me on 9-11 what else you got for me come on give me something good uh let me say now something good you say mm -hmm. okay um alright I'll hit you with uh, the GFK assassination John Fitzgerald Kennedy okay tell me what you know well I know that whole magic bullet theory was a load of absolute crap well, yeah. That's that was, <laughs> was the first. Well, we've watched those. Uh, you know, the 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 videos where it's a case of they, they try to recreate the, the using the 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 gun that supposedly yeah. Oswald used, and the shots. Well, I'll are, I'll go into that one for you because I, I mean, I got a couple of buddies that went into the military, you know, pretty much, after school, after college, a buddy of mine became a marine. Mm -hmm. He's a well, he was a sniper in the marine, yeah. uh, in the marines. Uh, my buddy Raymond, he was a he was a helicopter pilot. Um, you know I know a couple of guys that flew. You know sort of like the cargo on the cargo side. I know a guy that became a fighter pilot, um, biggest adrenaline junkie ever. You know, mm -hmm. so when it comes to these sort of things, you know, speaking to folk like that that. You know, probably better qualified than anybody off the street that's maybe read into it. Mm -hmm. So, oh, no, you can't do that. He said to me, he says, three shots, get the three shots off, easy. And you can do it in a reasonably quick amount of time. Mm -hmm. He says, but to get three shots that quick and get one of them to be a headshot on a moving target, he says, you could, you could you could do it he said but he said you could argue a lot on it he said you could get a headshot yeah fine 
but be consistent on a moving target. It's a whole new. It's just literally it becomes like a whole new ball game. Mm-hmm. So he went and he spoke. He spoke to me like uh, some of the projectiles you would use, so like the bullets, and he was like, he says, you know, the bullet that that pretty much rips his head off. He says is an explode on contact bullet. So he went and gave, gave me a little bit about that. And see if you ever actually look at an explode on contact bullet. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look any different from a normal bullet. Yeah, okay. But it's got grooves in it. Right, right. So basically what it is, is it's basically tacked together, type thing, look welded together, type thing. Okay. So see when it hits its target, that bullet inside breaks apart in a person and causes a whole new world of damage compared to what a normal bullet would do. Right, okay. It's basically, if you want to kill, you use this, you use these types of things. Okay. You know? So he's been hit with one explode on contact bullet. And that's the headshot. So my buddy that was a sniper, he was, I, I, we started talking. I was like, well, what do you think? What's, what's your opinion? Is there one shooter? And he's like, no. And he was like, see, I'm going to level here. He says, I think there's, I think there's more than, I think there's more than two. He says, there's, he says, I definitely say three. He says, you probably couldn't rule out a fourth. So we went in it, we had a chat, and I said, well, talk to me about it. And he said, we're looking at some of the videos, some of the Supruter video footage. Yeah. Probably the most commonly seen yeah. uh, the assassination. Yeah. He was like, look at the, they call it a trunk in America, we call it the boot. Yeah. The yeah, car. Yeah. He went, watch about the car. And you can distinctly see, it's like a puff coming up mm-hmm. from it. And he was like, I reckon that's bullets hitting the back of the car. Right. And he, he was like, he says, it makes sense. He says, you look at the way this goes. And you know something, all the times that I'd seen that support sort of footage, I never, ever, I, I never, honestly, I never noticed it. I really never, I never picked up on it until he, he physically pointed it out. And I was like, that's a great idea. We counted three. Sorry, we counted four. And his description to me was like, he says, I think that's explode on contact range. He says, it's with the debris that comes away from mm-hmm. from, from the, the boot. And I was like, okay. And he was like, and we counted the four of them come in. He was like, he says, looking at the way the puffs come out, it, like you can see things flying away from it. He was like, he says, I'm counting four different directions. Right. And I was like, really? And he was like, four different directions. He says, it's, it has to be. So we went into it, and I was like, so the, the kill shot, the shot that pretty much rips his head off, I says, what's, where's that coming from? Mm. And he says, have you watched the movie, JFK? I was like, watched the movie? I was like, I could play the part. <laughs> so <laughs> we were talking, he's like, well, what do you think? And I says, well, if you get shot for the back... The force of the bullet's going to put you forward. Okay? Okay. And then, obviously, the body's going to go lifeless. It's going to go back the way. Right. But Kennedy, when he gets hit, and you see this in the movie with Kevin Costner, the bullet hits him, and he goes back, and he goes to the left. Okay. And he's like, he says, as a sniper, if that's me that's hit him, he said, I'm on the grassy knoll. And he says, and I, I would never dispute that. 
mm-hmm. he says that kill shots came through the grassy knoll. He says because when he's been hit, he's been hit for the side, which has put him back the way, but the force of the bullet hasn't just put him back the way, it's put him back into the left. He said, so that bullet is probably coming from the right, hit him in the right, yeah. hit him in one bit, the explode on contact bullet's pretty much took his head off, and he's went back the way, he's went back into the left. Mm. And he went, that, you can't, you honestly, you cannot argue that. So when he, he kind of explained it to me like that, I was, I was, it made more sense. It just, it made so much more sense. And then, obviously you've got the whole Oswald thing that you need to put into the equation. Yeah. I completely agree with what, what Oswald said. He was a patsy. He was set up without a shadow of a doubt. Because, I mean, let's face it, Jack Ruby shoots him. And his excuse is, oh, I didn't want to put the family through a trial and all that stuff. Mm. What a load, what an absolute load of bullshit. Yeah. You know, you want justice. Anybody who lives in a so-called democracy should be justice-orientated when something like that has happened. Anybody been killed. Justice over anything. Justice must prevail whether somebody's saying, oh, you know, we'll pay you off. No, I want justice. You know, what What calibre a, a, a moron would not want justice to be done, especially in something that is so high profile as John Kennedy. Mm-hmm. You know, the man that so-called runs the free world has been pretty much taken out and they've moved on to the next one. Oswald been silenced. Oswald was also taken to Parkland Hospital. Yeah. However, they wouldn't let him in to the operating room because it was the operating room that Kennedy was declared dead in. They waited for the operating room next to it to put him in there to get get surgery done that would have saved his life. He probably would have lived. And then there's the other thing, Jack Ruby commits suicide in jail. There's another smoking gun. And then I'll give you another one. You look at that car. You look at the car Kennedy's riding in. Mm -hmm. Kennedy is riding in a grey Lincoln town car. That was the limousine that he was in. Mm -hmm. It was a grey Lincoln. It was was actually called Kennedy Grey. Because that colour was made for him. So, he's riding in the, the Lincoln town car with only two secret service agents in the front of the car. Nobody around them, nothing. Two cars behind, well, car behind, you've got Lyndon Baines Johnson, vice president. Mm-hmm. He's got that much security around him. Nobody actually physically seen him in Dallas that day. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he was given a speech, he had that much security around him. Whereas Kennedy had, had pretty much two driver, a driver and a guy. Yeah. In the, the passenger seat. He's he's obviously he's got Governor Conley and his wife's in front of him. You know, they're waving to the crowd. Mm-hmm. There's just so many variables in that again that you really need to think something's there. But see see in all honesty, see you you've heard me talk about Hugh. 
Yeah. Right, okay. Cure was set up by John Kennedy. The Cure movement, what we now know as the Cure movement, was set up by JFK. Okay. And it was about a year after he had been sworn in as president because he knew they were coming to kill him. He right. done set things. His son takes over. Personally, John Jr., I've got this I've got this on really good authority here, by the way, from my contacts within the Q movement, Anonymous, that John F. Kennedy Jr. is alive and well. Mm. And he is going to be revealing himself to the world very, very, very soon, people. And uh, if it doesn't happen in twenty twenty one, I will physically eat the glasses that I'm wearing. I will eat my super dry glasses. Okay. Okay. And I'll even put ketchup on them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's that's how convinced I am that this is going to happen. Now Junior's not dead. That I know. Hmm. That I know. Unfortunately, his father did go, his uncle did go, again, all tied in. The two Kennedy brothers been, been assassinated is, for me, it is tied in. Right. Because, see, when, see if you look back throughout history, right? Uh-huh. The closest thing America has ever really had to royalty, to like a, a royal family, mm-hmm. is the Kennedy family. You know, you've... I mean, if you look... I mean, Bobby had, like, 11 kids. John and Jackie had... uh, Caroline. John, they had a son, Patrick, that that died in hospital a couple of days after he was born. You know, it was a big, big family. You really could have been looking there at a a dynasty. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why... My opinion, this is why they've went and they've bumped them off. They had a decent popularity, especially after he was killed. You know, not long after Bobby was running for office. You need to remember there's another brother, there's Teddy. Yeah. So Teddy then moves in. You know, Teddy then wins. So then, once you've got three, you've pretty much got a dynasty sitting. You know. Then you need to remember you've got the kids that are coming up. There was no doubt in my mind, absolutely no doubt in my mind at all, that John Jr. would have made a move for the White House. Mm. No doubt in my mind at all. Yeah. But the family tree, see if you look into the Kennedy's family tree, mm-hmm. not so much... Not so much his, his dad's side of the family. If you look at his mother's side of the family, mm-hmm. and you follow the family all the way back to Italy, you've heard of the Mona Lisa. Oh, yeah, of course. That's a ancestor of the Kennedys and that mm. that painting is not of a woman it is not of a woman it's of a man that was very light in the loafers mm. and again you can find all this information you go online mm. google there's some YouTube videos on it do you know what I mean I'm... I was uh, I was just reading a very short thing there um, if hypothetically say the partner's term uh, bumped off mm-hmm. uh, JFK right uh, for reasons right now, yeah. what I'm reading here it's maybe the, his intentions that may have contributed to it well you need to remember he was going to walk away from the war in Vietnam yeah so what I'm reading here is that by the fall of 63 
How many is the political advisors were preparing for the next presidential campaign? Yeah, that's why they were in uh, Texas. Yeah, although he's not formally announced his candidacy, it was clear that President Kennedy was going to run and he seemed confident about his chances for re-election. Mm-hmm. Right? Here's what here's gets interesting, this is about that I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. At the end of September of the same year, the President travelled west, speaking in nine different states in less than a week. Yeah. The trip was meant to put a spotlight on natural resources and conservation efforts, mm-hmm. but GRK also used it to sound out some themes such as education, national security, and world peace yes. for his run in 1964. But see here, you, you need to remember what you're not reading about. There's something that's going to come into play quite soon. It's called an Insara Jasara law. You've heard me speak about this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So basically, what this is going to do is this is going to end, it's pretty much it's going to end poverty. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to have a an income. You know, the depending on what job you do, the more money you'll make. Mm. Prices will be pretty much low and next to nothing. Be nice. This all comes from the Q. What became the Q movement after Kennedy? Mm. Kennedy won. Kennedy wanted to pretty much get rid of the dollar. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, if you get rid of the dollar, even then and even now. The scenario you're going to have is the global economy is physically going to collapse. Yeah, yeah. Because everything is backed up by the US dollar. Which is, I don't understand why you've got one country. Do you know why they get rid of Saddam? No. See, they used 9-11 to go in and get rid of Saddam. Right. Saddam was a, pretty much, he was a, a CIA agent, pretty much. Right. He demanded to be stopped paying and paid in dollars. He wanted to be paid in euros. Ah. See, when they found him, they found him in a bunker and he had, he literally had billions, not millions, billions of euros. Huh. He was burning them to stay warm at night. Oh. That, that, that's the type of thing that you're dealing with. So if Kennedy hypothetically gets rid of the dollar, because he was talking about doing, he was privately talking about doing Nansara Jasara in the 60s. Right. Hence why get rid of the dollar. So basically what would have happened is see all these super rich people, yeah. the Rockefellers and all these guys, mm-hmm. they physically don't have a hold over mankind anymore. Right. They physically don't have it. Because the money that they've got, they're paying people to come up with inventions that they can put a meter on yeah. and they can charge you. It's like your car. Every time you go to the, the pumps, yeah. you fill it up. You put 50, 60 quid in. They're, it's them that make the money off. It's not the governments. Mm-hmm. They send all that back. Yeah. You know, Kennedy, have, had he had two terms, he would have been the most popular US president in history. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a guy that was going to get rid of the Vietnam War, bring the soldiers home. What a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they literally robbed, <clears throat> the people that get rid of him, literally robbed the world of a really true visionary. I'm not going to you got anything else for me because I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to keep on going on about, yeah, I could talk about this guy all day. <laughs> no, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so what you got for me? Um, well, let me see. I'm quite interested in uh, what you've got to say about, uh, the, even though everyone knows secret, Group the Illuminati. Oh man! Well, you know they've tried to recruit me twice. 
Oh yeah, yeah. You showed me one of those. Uh, yeah, and the, as, was as like, early as as early as like seriously last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the the offers of yeah. So wealth and power. Mm-hmm. Basically, there's a structure to them, uh-huh. right? These are the people that are. They're ruling the world, but at the same time, they're destroying the world. Right. If this makes any sense to you at all, but this is the agenda. They're basically, they're a Luciferian cult. Okay. They worship the devil. I mean, I got messages from them. The last message I got from them last week, $2 million and a car. That was the last message I got from them. Come and join our ranks. If you're interested, we'll give you two million and a car. You'll never be poor again. You'll never do that, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I'm like, no. No, there's something wrong. I've been approached twice. That's the second time. Hmm. First time I was approached when I was, when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, not, I'm not going to get that because it was, it was, I thought it was creepy at the time. Hmm. As opposed to them doing what they do now, you know, where they try and recruit you online. You know, they were pretty much recruiting face-to-face. You know, you get a tap on the shoulder and that type of thing. Yeah. You know, we think you'd be a perfect fit. The, the first the first time they, the first time they, they asked me, we're going back to 99, 2000 time, mm-hmm. they offered me 50 grand in a car and I told them where to go. Mm. So basically what you've got is you've got a structure. You've got a structure with the Illuminati. You've got people that join solely on the basis just to become rich. Right. And or famous. Okay. So, basically, see if you're a, if you're a member and you... Talk and say you write a book. That's on the New York bestsellers list that day. There are so many... There are so many celebrities in bed with them. It is terrifying. Mm. There's so many rappers... Sports stars, TV presenters, uh, movie stars, mm. Tom Hanks, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio, all members. Mm. In fact, I give you a very good one. Give you a really good one. I've recently got you into Formula One. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. He's got the symbols tattooed on his arm. Uh, He's got the symbols tattooed on his arm. Yeah, I mean. Also, a lot of people have heard of the Illuminati, you know what I mean? Well, those guys are just the tip of the iceberg. There's a, there's a branch above them. Yeah. Above your sort of... So you get the guys that, that join just, just to be rich. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, they're the guys that will recruit for them. Mm-hmm. So they'll try and recruit their friends or they'll, they'll contact people online and all that kind of thing. And then you get the tier above that, which is your celebrity sort of level. Yeah. Mm. Then there's a level above that. Right. Politicians. Uh, Nicholas Sturgeon, Scottish First Minister. I so. Mm-hmm. I have zero doubt she is one. Yeah, okay. Boris Johnson is debatable. I personally think yes, but... People are debating that one. Um, then you get the tier above that. You get your. You get your uh, royalty. Yeah. Right. So that's. What people think is controlling things. 
that's you're not even in the Champions League yet. Mm-hmm. There's a level above them. Right. So your kings and your queens and your politicians, your princes, there's a entire division above them. Right? Right. And that's your old money, your Rothschilds, your Rockefellers. Old, old money. The Bush family, George W. Bush, mm-hmm. it's an Illuminati family. Mm. Okay? So that's... And there's been some tell there was some telltale signs with him when he was when he was president that he was that he was doing mm-hmm. what he was. Even his dad, his dad continuously spoke about how they were bringing in, what his words? We were ushering in a new world order. That's what he was saying. We're ushering in a new world order. Mm-hmm. And then there's one space left. For the absolute hierarchy. And you've basically got your Illuminati queen at the moment. Which is a woman named... She's a lady, Somerset Belenov. Um, she dated Robert Plant from uh, Led Zeppelin. All right. You've heard the song Stairway to Heaven? Mm-hmm. was written for her. Ah. She started to get a bit of notoriety when she was dating him. And because she was getting in notoriety, she quickly got rid of him. Hmm. <laughs> she didn't bump him off or anything, but she, you know, she, yeah, you know, she ended the relationship. So there's, they're a very mysterious sort of bunch. But the, that is, they are the people that that literally rule the planet. You're not going to be. There's very few people who are going to be. Musicians, whether it's uh, in a band or they're a rapper or, you know, they're going to be an actor or a TV presenter. Mm. You know, these are the people that unfortunately rule our world. And they do it cloak and dagger. You know, they they pretty much, they would pretty much replace you overnight because they can get away with it. Mm. I mean, you know, the first time, it was the creepiest thing ever. Oh man. So I'm college at the time, okay? Mm. And uh it's a guy that we knew he was quite he had money to burn. You know what I mean? He was like uh I mean how many college students do you know that didn't come from money that come into come into college every day in a brand spanking new BMW? that don't physically come from money. Mm. That, that this was it. And he was like, you know, the conversation he had, had a conversation with me, and he's like, you know something, you could be one of us. And I went, oh, aye, sounds, sounds wonderful. Didn't know what he was talking about. Oh, you could be one of us. You know, you'll, you'll, never, you'll never need to worry about money again. You know, we could, we could have fifty grand in a in a car down here for you in a couple of hours. It's just a phone call. You know, you want to join our ranks and all this stuff. And I'm like, I was like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? What, what do you want me to join? And he, he started explaining it. And he went, well, you know, you you'll probably know us as the the Illuminati. And I started laughing at him. And I went, I went, you're full of horse shit, you. <laughs> 
he started laughing and went, he said, go into the glove box. I'm not out the glove box. You want to I've never seen as many twenty pound notes in my life. That's <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell's no. was like, you dealing drugs or something? <laughs> Best place to do it on a college campus and he was like, No, he said, um he said, you know, I get a payout. The payout that I get, he says when I started initially, he says I I get fifty grand in a bag. Huh. And they, they dropped this card off to me. I went, Right. I said, so what did you need to do? And he said, oh, it's dead simple, dead easy, dead, no, really easy. And I said, what was it? He says, you pledge your allegiance to, to Lucifer and the dark arts and all this stuff. And he was going on and he was, he was so genuinely, I thought at one point he was kidding on. And then I like, I rapidly realised that he was not bullshitting me. Mm. And he was like, he said, see, see what's in the glove box? He says, it's pocket change. Mm-hmm. He says, you need to see my bank account. He says, I've been doing this for two years. He says, this is a life you'll never look back on. And I was like, nah, I think I'll... I think I'll respectfully pass. And he went, offer's always open, you know, when I am. And I was like, oh, strange. Don't get it. So I, I quickly didn't, didn't understand why they were, you know... They, 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 see, when, see when they come for you, see when, see when they, 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 they offer you to join them. It's really weird. See when they do it face to face, really, really weird. It's but see when they do it online, it's creepy. Yeah. You know, because I was looking at it and I was like, okay, they said, um, we are the Illuminati, you can join our ranks today, we'll give you two million in cash and a car. Now when it said two million in cash, I was like, bullshit. And then it, was, and it said and a car, I went, fuck. God, no, that takes me back. And that was kind of the thing that I thought was, was going to be real. Mm-hmm. And there was a phone number on it, and it was like, phone this number or reply to this message. So I replied to the message. I was like, well, I might be interested. What do I need to do? And they sent me a message back, and I was like, mm, okay. And they were like, if you give us your phone number, we'll arrange a telephone call for you. What's your country of origin and all this stuff? And I was like, no. No, but no, they're they're very very real. They've they've been a they've been around for a good few hundred years at least, at least a good few hundred years. And they they get, they kind of get stronger as they go. Mm-hmm. But something's telling me they're gonna, they're gonna fall away. Mm. They're gonna because there isn't going to be a need for them quite soon. No. You know, there's you know, the inside of Jusada laws will come out totally, totally destroys them. You know, you, you can't physically put money, you can't physically give people something they, they don't need. Even if it is money, it won't be needed. You know, yeah. not in the way it is today. I mean, I was just, uh, just have a quick read something there about the Illuminati. Uh-huh. Um, just what you were talking about there. By the way, they're also tied in with the Masonic Order. See, the Masons, they're also tied in with them. Yeah, because what they're saying here is that uh, some of the claims uh, to some of the American founding fathers were members with Thomas Jefferson uh, accused in the aftermath of the War of Independence. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Was, um, another commonly cited Illuminati symbol which appears on US currency is so- the so-called Eye of Providence. Yeah, which the is said to, uh, Which is said to represent the, um, uh, the God watching over humanity. 
Well, like, or is it the devil looking over what he wants that he can't get? Right, it's possible. You know, it's it, it's it's one of those things. It's it's like religion. It's open to interpretation. Here's something. <laughs> here's something that uh, might uh, ring bells. You is but it says, the the uh, public polling uh, policy polling. They said uh, they found that thirty four percent of Republicans and thirty five percent of independents believe in the new world order, the NWO yeah. threat, compared to just 15% of Democrats. And the NWO are read somewhere at one point. It's they, pretty much it's the same thing, pretty yeah, much. They, they, they it's, it. it's what they do is they just they repackage it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? It's like, yeah. when, it's like when somebody makes a movie and it's the same, it's like a sequel, and it's, you know, it's exactly the same as the first one, but there's... Like, I keep on telling you about Fast and Furious. Yeah. It's the same film, they're just they're recycling it. Mm-hmm. That's... That's kind of what they've what they've done, but I mean, there's there's so much, so much on them. But they, they will try and recruit you. Yeah. Well, if you meet their standards, if you meet some of their standards, they'll pay interest in you. They'll they'll really look at you, and if you tick all the boxes for them, they will try and bring you in. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, it's it just it doesn't seem it just doesn't seem worth it. What what I'm just reading here is actually quite interesting. Uh, when it comes to the members of the Illuminati or, or uh, as such, uh, known uh, organisations, but they're saying here that the question of who is supposedly a member. Uh-huh. And what they're saying here is that uh, Beyoncé and Jay-Z are frequently depicted as lords of the New World Order. Yes, completely, right? completely. Beyoncé's immense fame and popularity have long made her a favourite target for conspiracy theories. Well, I tell you what, Beyoncé and Jay-Z... Uh, Oprah Winfrey, mm. couple of musicians, quite a lot of the musicians, especially the rappers, Eminem, Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're you're looking at the, the acting world, it's not just Tom Hanks. You've got DiCaprio in there as well. Uh, there's a le- allegedly the guy that played Iron Man, guy that you like so much. Oh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I preferred him when he was a lot of fun and really fucked up personally, but oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was he seemed a lot more fun. I mean I've just seen here, I see what you mean by different people. Uh here's one there that says, for instance, uh Rihanna frequently incorporates Illuminati images into her music yeah. videos. Oh yeah. And she even jokes about the series in the video for S and M, which features I'll, a fake I'll give you a better one. one. I'll give you an even better one. Ariana Grande. Yeah. Well, Ariana Grande, see the bombing in Manchester? Yeah. That that was a Luciferian sacrifice. Mm. See, this is why I don't do a lot of things anymore. Yeah. See these bands that are, that, that are tied in with these musicians that are tied in with them. Look at them. They've had deaths at concerts, but they've been, they've always been in numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's been like, oh, people have been trampled at a festival when this band was on or whatever. It all kind of pans out. You'll, you'll see it. I mean, like, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Ariana Grande, uh, believe it or not, Avril Lavigne. As much mm. as I hate to say it, I've always loved her, but no. Mm. Um, so many, so many. Then there's, there's the people who have been accused of being it, and they, they've laughed it off. You're talking about people like uh, Katy Perry. Absolutely, uh, definitely. You can see it in her videos. Yeah. I mean, can see she, the symbolism in her videos. Yeah, but, I mean, she said to Rolling Stone in 2014, I guess you're, uh, you've kind of made it when you think you're in the Illuminati. Uh, she says, I am not, I believe in aliens. Oh, I tell you what. And then Madonna as well. What I'm going to do, we're, we're going to end this now. Okay. 
Well, do I feel I'll, I'll do I feel one on the eliminator with you? Mm. I'll let you know what I know. I'm gonna go in. Katy Perry, she's gonna verbally put on a new one with me on this yeah. because literally the things I'm gonna get people to look in about this person. Yeah. Anybody with half a brain would never look at it again. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to end it tonight. It's been wonderful. I know I've rabbited on just a wee bit too much. Yeah, it's um, been fun, hasn't it? That has been fun. Take care, guys. But um, everybody out there, certainly have a safe night and stay safe.